This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, tis the season for ripping open presents, uh, for seeing if you got everything on your list, and, well, for giving and for thinking about others uh, and being charitable and what have you. But how do you keep especially your children, well-behaved? And how do you keep them from going full tilt on the greed scale? Well, Julie Romanowski is a children's behavior and discipline specialist, and she joins us on the line now. Julie, thank you so much for being here. Hi, good morning. How good, are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Very, very good. Uh, it can be a very exciting time for children, especially when you've seen the presents under the tree. Maybe you've been for a visit to Santa, depending on what age you are. But how do you keep uh, things in check? And how do you keep the children from getting a little too greedy this time of year? Yeah, that's uh, that's the problem with this time of year. Um, there's two major points I wanted to share. One of them is really... Um, as much as we celebrate the Christmas season or the holiday season, and you know, there's all the prep, there's all the, the making of the cookies and the gingerbread house and the shopping, and we have this list of things to do. I like to also match that exact same energy we put into that into what I call the attitude of gratitude. So as much as we do all of the Christmas holiday type of things, we need to match that and do the exact same in terms of this gratitude is giving back. So one of the major things that I know kids love to do is their um, Christmas list to Santa or to mom and dad about what it is that they want and I want my Barbie, I want the latest Lego, I want this, that, the other. Um, What I tend to do is not do that actually with my son, but what I tend to do is get him and encourage him and myself to do a list that I call give giving. So what are we giving this year? We're giving away our old toys, maybe to charity and clothes, stuff like that. We're going to be giving some baked goods to our friends and family. We're going to be giving some, and when he was younger, he we didn't give presents necessarily, but he was able to give a song or share a toy with one of his cousins. And so I put the emphasis on that. And even if you're a family that loves to do Christmas lists to Santa, you still can but match it with the exact same um, in terms of energy and effort with the attitude of gratitude. And what kind of a response do, did you get or do you, do you hear from people when you do that? Uh, <laughs> the greatest response, response from adults is, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of, whoops, we forgot that part. And it's true, we do, we do get swept up into the more materialistic things about Christmas, um, and that's okay. That's part of the fun and joy. Just don't forget about the giving back. And we can do that in so many ways. We can we can help by um, cooking in, in, in soup kitchens and stuff like that and give back our time. We can give back in terms of donations, gifts, money, that sort of thing. And we can give back with our own talents. Um, I remember one year a friend of mine played the piano at uh, the, the mass at the at the church that she went to, um, you know, and didn't get paid for it. It was a bit of time and her talent. And so people are like, yeah, I've got something to give. Most people do want to give. It's just, it seems hard or difficult because it's not habit. And so that's why if we consider this the attitude of gratitude, it becomes more habitual. It becomes something that we equally do each year with ourselves and, of course, with our family members. 
Uh, you mentioned the list, whether uh, kids are writing a list to Santa or putting a list, uh, handing it to, to mom and dad or to mm-hmm. a parent saying, here's what I would like. Uh, is there a is there a risk in letting in 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 children putting lists together in that it might up the expectations? Ah, that's exactly the point right there. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the list, but with the list, you also want to talk about behavior and more importantly, expectations. As a child, I remember ripping open that Sears catalog and I would throw like hundreds of items on my list and circle them, but I knew very well I wasn't getting them all, but it was the act of having fun and wishing and or wishful thinking. So have that conversation with your kids that you can make a list of whatever you want, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it. And so at that point, it seems really obvious, kind of common sense, but you'd be surprised at how many children assume that whatever I want, I'm getting, which leads to the disappointment, the anger, the resentment, which is even worse, I believe, at times than anger. Um, and then we're kind of like, why is our, you know, spoiled kids so ticked off at Christmas because grandma didn't get whatever they wanted or what have you. It, it kind of leaves a bit of a bitter taste in the mouth. So with lists, if you choose to do that, no, there's nothing initially wrong with that. It can be a terrific activity for families or even just siblings, friends. Um, kids can use scissors and cut out magazine items and, and flyers and stuff like that. That's great. You can practice writing and math and, you know, you could do all kinds of wonderful things. But just remember the expectation part there and ensure that kids know this is more of a fun activity, not necessarily um, reality. And how specific do you think parents should be in that if there's a list and there are things on the list that maybe they're a bit outrageous or they're the hottest toy that the parent knows, well, I, I just can't get that. I've left it too late. There's no way I'm getting my hands on one of those. Uh, do you be general and say, well, you might not get everything on the list or be specific and lay it out there going, you're not getting that? Well, it depends. Uh, I would say flat out, you're not getting that. (laughs) I remember my sister putting down a a new car, you know, she was 10 years old. And it's just, it's so obvious of the outrageousness. But that that, um, wishful thinking, if you will, doesn't necessarily always happen just at Christmas. You're not going to have a child that's that's sort of, you know, realistic for most of the year and then goes outrageous at Christmas. This tends to be part of the personality, what has been allowed you know, if they really think that's serious. So, yeah, as a parent, have a conversation with your kid. Go down the list and make it a, a fun activity. Maybe, yes, totally no, absolutely not. You know? <laughs> nice try. <laughs> nice try, yeah. You could have some fun with that. And when we talk about the, this idea of giving and such, too, I think part of it we tend to, people are more charitable around Christmas, around the holidays. Uh, but but if a child isn't used to that, it might seem a bit odd, too. Or, or is there a danger in then we're, we're kind of telling children that the only time of year we really focus on this and have to do this is at Christmas time? That's another good point. So, again... If we're just saving it for holidays or Christmas time that we're going to be generous and give, that can send a lot of mixed signals to a child. Absolutely. Um, and even, and even breed some resentment towards Christmas because it's all about, you know, charity and I don't like that. I just want to have my own gifts. So you, you do have to, it's, it's a nice opportunity and a reminder that giving and generosity should be something that's habitual 
just as being a human and throughout the year. Um, maybe we do a little extra Christmas time, or maybe Christmas time is where it sparks us to sort of remember, yeah, right, a nice reminder. Uh, this should be continuing onwards. Um, and it's all about planning. I know for myself, summertime and, and giving, it seems like the two totally different thoughts. <laughs> Throw it on your calendar, that Christmas in July. Not, not not that we're getting presents and seeing Santa, but how can I give back? M- people give back in numerous ways. Some of us do it every single day. Some of us do it weekly, monthly, yearly, sometimes every decade. But that is entirely up to you. But as for children, they observe every move their parents make. And so, yes, if it's a foreign thing or your child's not responding very well, maybe that's a bit of a hint to say, let's try and do this more often. And it it doesn't have to be this massive, huge thing. It can be a little bit of something every single day. One thing I did with my son when he was young, much younger, in, almost two years old, is we would send love through our heart at um, bedtime. We would say goodnight and have our story, and then we'd send love to the children that, you know, don't have a lot of toys. And, you know, terms he could understand. We would send love to all the sick people. And so that's, that doesn't take much time or effort or even any money. But it was a way for him to just start practicing that attitude of gratitude that, my gosh, I'm so lucky. I've got so many good toys. I've got such a great family. I've got good health. And I wish this wonderfulness to everyone else out there. All right. On that note, Julie, we will uh, take that from there. Some very good advice uh, for uh, parents, especially if you're dealing with some very excited children during the holidays. (laughs) Uh, Julie, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much and have a Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas to you. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.